0: Welcome. Welcome to the podcast this lovely Wednesday morning. So, I am pretty excited about my topic today. So, if you've been listening, you know that I've been taking a trauma healing program for the last, I think it's 10 months it was, and it wraps up this month. And our last topic was generational healing, collective healing, all that kind of stuff. And Wow. I have to say that taking this program has definitely changed my life in so many ways. Um, as you know, I reconnected with my father, who I've been estranged from for 30 years, and it's going well because I have zero expectations. It's, it's interesting And it's still a work in progress, right? It's still a journey I'm on. And it's, you know, it brings up lots of feelings and emotions, and it's creating interesting dynamics within the family that makes so much sense to me. So much sense. And so let's talk about being a cycle breaker, Now, I realize that my cycle-breaking journey has been a little extreme because how I roll, (laughs) you know, totally cutting everything off and distancing myself, but that is how I personally had to do it. You don't have to be so extreme to be a cycle-breaker, but I feel like we're all breaking cycles in some ways or forms. When we're on this spiritual journey or we're trying to figure out our intuition or our psychic talents, all of those pieces indicate that you are breaking cycles. And it could be, you know, cycles of, you know, witch trauma, could be cycles of healer trauma, besides the family cycles right, the family patterns, the family's way of doing things, um, we only do it this way, we, like, it's interesting, and it's, it's a lot, and there's a lot of pieces to it, so I'm going to encourage you to think about it, ponder it, consider it, what if your sole purpose is to be a cycle breaker? And that can absolutely feel overwhelming, but it can also make sense. Because one thing I always wondered is how, considering the family dynamic I grew up in, how could I still be happy and sparkly? And often people have said to me, are you always happy? Well, no, but I know how to work through when I'm not and get to a place where I'm, I'm the most effective, which is happy, sparkly, shiny, glittery, all those things. And I've often wondered that. Like, why was I able to always get back to the place of sparkle? And it is because of my connections, my psychic talents, my solid inner knowing and faith in something great. I don't know how else to put it into words, something greater than myself, the universe, spirit, energies, whatever, you know, personality and word fits for you to describe it, I've always had that, always. And that's what got me through all the trauma without letting it totally destroy me. Here's the thing, though. It wasn't always easy, and it's not like I was always rainbows, sunshines, and lollipops. I had dark nights of the soul. I had uh, love of alcohol to distract myself from what was happening in my life, you know, toxic relationships. Like, I went through all of those also but I always managed to maintain my sparkle. And I knew when it was feeling way too squishy. For me, it was being smothered. I felt like I was being smothered and squished and not able to be myself. And I knew then that I had to change something or not be in the situation I was in. So I'm going to encourage you to, you know, work on your own self-awareness and see what are your patterns and how do you know when you have to make a change. And cycle breaking can be so many things. You know, parenting differently, Um, having a different kind of a job. There's so many energetic frequencies with cycle breaking, that I'm pretty sure you are doing it. you know when you feel like you don't fit in or you feel like there's that nudge of a higher calling, higher purpose, why am I here? What if it is to be you, authentically you, knowingly you, connected to your inner knowing, connected to your world, and breaking cycles that are destructive, patterns in your family dynamics that are just toxic and not healthy. But if you break it down to that, then you are doing what you're supposed to be doing, aren't you? And I do believe in higher self, Soul energies, a higher power, God, Jesus, whichever name Buddha you want to give it, I've always had that. I was able to meditate really young. I just didn't know that's what it was. I have solid memories of that. I also knew I could take energetic snapshots and kind of energetically time travel And I don't know why all this has been bubbling up the last few days when I'm pondering what my next step is, but it has been. And it's my connections, my ability to connect and see things differently. And that's why I have so many clients, because I can do that. I know how to do that. I've cultivated it. I've worked at it to develop deeper understandings of it. And now this whole trauma healing program I just did is like a piece of the puzzle and it feels amazing life is challenging it's not easy being a person in this world, it totally is challenging but we are and so we need to cultivate our self awareness and get some tools some understandings of how we can go through this life and thrive. A lot of us are just in survival mode, and that's fair. But how can you thrive? And what does thriving mean to you? Does it mean that your kids are happy and healthy? Does it mean that you are... um, volunteering somewhere and having some projects to do and having that sense of completion? Does it mean that you go to work and you problem solve or you do what you do and there's that inner satisfaction? Break it down to less about finances. We can get so distracted with finances and don't get me wrong, money is important. It's how we operate in our world. We need to make money. We need to pay our bills. We need to, like, that whole system is important. And don't underestimate it. I'm not a part of the, oh, I just believe and it will come. I don't, I, no. I believe you can align yourself and actively pursue and it will come. That I do believe. But I think the whole, oh, just have faith. I think that's just a mind mess. Not just have faith or I deserve, I deserve the best. I just believe it and it will come. You could tell by my voice that I'm being like naughty and sarcastic about it because <laughs> I don't buy into that. Not at all. What I do buy into is knowing yourself and actively pursuing something that's in alignment with you and making it happen. Do I believe in manifesting? 100%. Even though, like I've talked about before, I had a big old project I was manifesting and epically failed and it shook my faith in manifesting for quite some time. But there's been some things that have happened since then that have renewed my faith. You know, every time we overcome a challenge or we work through situations, solve problems, it's like it feeds our soul when you get those ahas, those moments of, let's call them enlightenment. It's been a bumpy week for me, and there's nothing in particular that's happened. There's been many things that have happened that have just made it crunchy and it encouraged me to dig deep into some understandings so that I can solve some problems. And you know, one thing I have to work through is when I've brought problems or issues to someone's attention, that should be solving them, and they don't, they're dismissive, they're disrespectful, I don't like it. (laughs) I really don't like it. Because I can see what the effects are going to be, and I feel like if you're not going to try and solve this problem, because it would be beneficial for those you are supposedly helping, then I don't like you. I don't want to go down the road of why you did what you're doing, because I feel you can do better. And maybe that's me being judgy, and I'm okay with that. So let's talk about the messy parts of being a cycle breaker in families, though. Again, you feel like you don't fit in, and you don't. And you can feel so judged. I don't feel comfortable. I don't feel valued in my extended family. I feel like I refuse to be the black sheep. I feel like the psychedelic one. And I've explored that. And I understand that it's because I... I've always understood it's because I freak them out way too much, right? I just don't do things the way they think I should or they're comfortable with. And my life is just very different than theirs. I don't have to lie I don't have to keep secrets. I just get to be me. But getting there wasn't a straight line or easy. And I feel like what it comes down to is I intimidate them. And that is not my problem. Because I've been there where I make myself more, no, I make myself less so that they feel comfortable, and why. It's interesting because my whole being a reverend really offends some of my family members. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's so interesting. I worked hard, put in the effort, did all the things to be a reverend, which was my secret dream, which they never knew about, because why would I tell them? And it is dismissed. They don't want to hear anything about it, and blatantly. And that's interesting to me because I love being a reverend. I'm proud of it. Of course I am. I don't fall in the normal or the rigid idea of what a reverend is but I still am. Being a metaphysical reverend means I get to be me. And I do have a faith that can't be shaken. And I do get to help people with that. I get to help people understand themselves through my being a reverend. And I get to support people into some pretty cool things like weddings and then some pretty challenging things like memorial services. And I'm really good at it. And so when you're a cycle breaker, you make things uncomfortable for your family, even if you're not doing it on purpose. It doesn't matter. But if you don't challenge the rules, the boundaries, the toxicity, you're not doing what you're here to do. Does that make sense? As uncomfortable as it can be, again, it's a soul calling, and you you have to. And I've, I've always known that that's my role in the family. I didn't have the words to call it a cycle breaker. I just knew that I couldn't, wouldn't, do or live my life the way they thought I should, or they, like, tried to put me in a box or a package and this is how you do things. Even relationships, you know, when I was young and I was dating someone and my family all thought he was great and, you know, all that. But then I would feel squished. And, you know, looking back, it might have had less to do with him and it had to do with them deciding that that's who I should be with or them, you know, either taking credit or having a part of it. It's interesting. It's really interesting because I found, but then this is only looking back, I found that. Some relationships, if they were super in alignment with my family, they ended up getting bumpy. Uh, My husband now, he's not. He's in alignment with me. My last husband before, no, he was in alignment with them. And he was abusive. You know, I had to leave when I realized that nothing I did, no matter what, not working three jobs plus helping him with his job, nothing I did would be good enough. And then I started the work on, well, I need to change my family, generational, whatever you want to call it, because obviously I'm repeating a pattern and I don't want to do that. And I've been successful. You know, even my best friends, None of them have anything to do with where I grew up. I mean, there is the fact that I have one brother who would hit on all my friends and try to sleep with them all, so, you know, there is that. But it's interesting. You know, one relationship I was even told by a family member that, oh, it's so great because he gets along with your brother so well, and, you know, your brother needs a best friend. And I was like, huh. (laughs) So you all know what happened then, right? Yeah. Even after that, had nothing to do with my family. I was dating someone, and one of their family members said, oh, you're so good for him because you're so ambitious and you get things done, and I think he needs someone like that in his life. And I was like, uh, no. How about, no, no. That's not not the kind of relationship I want. So it's interesting. And so looking at our patterns and our family patterns and intentionally, consciously cultivating the self-awareness to break the cycles. And don't make it big and overwhelming. What if you just break the cycle of how you parent? Break the cycle of, like, there's just so many dynamics to it. Break the cycle of not being able to communicate, not being able to put what you're feeling into words and express it. Break the cycle of how you handle anger. Break the cycle of how you handle overwhelm or sadness or frustration. Growing up, we learn the patterns. They, they become comfortable and normal because that's just what we do. Break the cycle. Do it differently. Find a therapist. Find someone to support you on understanding how to break some cycles. you want to have a conversation about it, book a soul session with me, and we can talk about all of this. If there's some patterns or cycles in your life that you are wondering if they're generational, if you're wondering if you can change it, break it, I can give you some support, I can give you some tools, I can give you some understanding, because I realize that's what I've been doing Helping clients break cycles and patterns because you can and because you need to. You know, communicating in families can be so tricky, hey? And when you're the cycle breaker, you're just disrupting. <laughs> you're You're making them look at things or feel things, and they don't want to, and so they might try to ostracize you. I'm well aware of what my family says about me. I feel it I know it i underst- I don't understand it cause I think it's bullshit, but I do understand why they're doing it. And I intentionally choose not to let it be true or not to let it ruin my life or have more energy in my life than it should have. I mean, all it does is that I I limit my contact because why wouldn't I? And that of my children. Again, why wouldn't I? You know, my family's very patriarchal too, chauvinist, 100%. I was always told, you can't do that, you're a girl. Along with the, you know, fat, ugly, lazy, stupid. And I'd be like, uh, hello. I use that energy though. The man tells me I can't do something. <laughs> Game on. Yep, game on. And it has worked to my advantage, you know, when dealing with banks, insurance companies. My insurance companies, ladies, that one works well. Banks, I had a male banker, and he, him and I had a big, I put him in a timeout. Because I'm like, I'm not doing this. I'm not falling for this. I'm not dealing with this this way. Timeout. And um, how did it turn out? Hmm, guess who got what she wanted That would be me. And so look at your patterns, and then you can find ways to leverage it, right? You can find ways for it to work to your advantage. Tap into your warrior spirit, because if you're a cycle breaker, you have warrior spirit, 100%. Tap into that. What makes you feel strong? You know, when I'm helping people understand themselves and I get to, you know, help them see when disrespect has happened, abuse has happened, I feel warrior-like. And then I get to energy clear them because all those little abuses and put-downs and self-esteem crushers They end up as little bits of energy stuck to you. And that's what I'm clearing when I'm clearing. And I like it. And it's not, oh, break the cycle and you live happily ever after. It's an ongoing soul journey. And if you look at generations, I feel like a lot of generations break the cycles of the generations before and whether it's consciously or unconsciously and that's cool but I'm going to encourage you to explore it pick some things that you would like to cycle break and then make it happen you can do this you got this again book a soul session if you want to talk about this You know, breaking cycles and, um, you know, working on trauma is also, you know, in the New Age community can be shadow work. That hurt, struggling inner child, struggling with, you know, how things went when you were growing up. I like inner child work. I have a whole inner child meditation session through hypnotherapy that is, Effective. Again, if this is something that intrigues you, let's have a conversation. So, when you're a cycle breaker, you are willing to change. You are actively empowering yourself to change by confronting fears, insecurities, needs. And what can happen is you kind of, not even kind of, you will subtly want the same from other people and then they'll be uncomfortable around you it's just like when people find out i'm psychic you know it's really interesting some of them are like oh cool and some of them are like yikes i know i've shared this before but it just popped in and it entertains me so before i was totally out of the closet as psychic and um one of my best friends She's a psychiatric nurse. And it was so much fun for me when I would start dating someone and I would tell them what she did for a living because that was my way of discerning if they were mentally solidly healthy or not. And if they were freaked out by what she did, yeah, the relationship was doomed. (laughs) She's part of my soul tribe for sure. And so when you're cycle breaking, you end up in bumpy, challenging situations with your family. So you find your family. You find your soul tribe. And maybe I need to do a psychic cowgirl group for cycle breakers to find to create a tribe. I'm kind of pondering that because... Exploring our intuitive side, our psychic side, that is part of breaking cycles. Because, you know, we are dismissed by it. We are told, oh, that's not true, or that's just your imagination. Like all those pieces. And we're breaking that cycle because, you know what? No, it's not. It's not. It's true. It's real. You have psychic talents. And to support you in your psychic talents, we are going to do the spirit guide connection, guided imagery today. I was going to record this separately and post it after last week, but that didn't happen. (laughs) So we are going to do it today. So I'm just going to give you a few seconds to shake up your energy after we've talked about cycle breaking. It does speak to the warrior in me. I got, We got this, guys. And then let's connect you to your spirit guide to support you because that's the other thing that always helped me. I always had those other realm connections. I could see them. I could talk to them. I knew them. So I knew always that this life and what i was experiencing here on this planet wasn't the be all end all there was always more and it i'm sure it saved my life i know it saved my life but we won't have we don't have to share those right now okay I'm just going to give you about 30 seconds to shift your energy out of this conversation and get ready for our guided imagery. Okay. Sit back in your chair and cross your legs. Close your eyes or let your gaze soften, whichever feels comfortable for you. Let's just focus gently on our breathing. If you would like to put your hands on your tummy to feel your breath, that's cool. it's comfortable for you, begin breathing very deeply, taking full, deep breaths, and with every breath you exhale, become more deeply relaxed, releasing energies of stress, Releasing energies of uncertainty. Deeply breathing. Being in this moment. Letting the stressors and the worries of the day just go, just for now. deeply relaxing, feeling safe, feeling secure, feeling present, and now I'd like you to bring your awareness to the top of your head. Relaxing your shoulders, feeling the solid support beneath you, putting your hands in a comfortable position, giving yourself these moments of simply being. And now, on the top of your head, you're going to begin to feel a tingly, sparkly light energy And it's going to help you relax. And it moves from the top of your head down over your forehead. And it's gentle. It's light-filled. Might be warm. Might be tingly. And let it gently move from the top of your forehead. Down your eyelids, your jaw. deeply relaxing as you concentrate on the sound of my voice. Let this light-filled energy go down the back of your head through your neck, letting your shoulders relax. Down your back, through your chest area, deeply relaxing. And your breathing continues to be gentle, rhythmic, you might feel that drowsy, sleepy, daydreaming feeling as you simply allow this relaxation to take over. Just letting go. Drifting deeper, deeper into relaxation. Your arms, your hand, your fingers are relaxing. Deeply relaxing. stomach muscles continue to relax. This relaxation energy moves into your hips, your legs, ankles, your feet, and your toes as you feel your body relaxing even more and letting go. Feel what you feel. I'm going to count from five down to zero. And each count is going to represent deeper relaxation for you. Five. Deeply, deeply relaxing. Four, three, two, one, zero. Deeply, deeply relaxing. And as you continue to enjoy this energy of relaxation, becoming even more comfortable. And every breath simply allows you an even deeper calm, a deeper relaxation. I'm going to invite you to begin to visualize or imagine your personal place, a place that is beautiful, serene, safe, secure, quiet, and peaceful. It can be a place that you know or one that you imagine. It can be a special room somewhere. It can be somewhere out in nature. Could be a beach, could be a forest, could be a garden, could be a meadow. There could be mountains, there could be lakes. Could be a room with beautiful colors on the wall, with crystals, Wherever you wish to be, this is your personal, special place. Allow yourself to go there now. And as you enjoy being in your special place, just take a few moments to soak up the benefits. This is your place. This is your place to rejuvenate, to relax, to feel secure, safe, peaceful. And as you're enjoying your moments in your personal, special place, I want you to visualize or imagine either a path or a doorway if you're in a room that leads to your special place a path that someone can enter your special place from also visualize or imagine a place for you to sit with someone perhaps two comfortable chairs, perhaps fluffy pillows, perhaps some rocks that are super fitted and comfortable for you if you're on a beach, perhaps it's a tree and you're sitting on its limbs. Wherever you are, visualize or imagine a comfortable, secure place for you to sit with someone to have a conversation. Because in a moment, we are going to invite your inner guide for you either to meet if you haven't already or to have a conversation and connection with. This guide is someone who's very wise. This guide cares about you deeply unconditionally and completely, but who does not take authority away from you. Your guide is someone who may suggest an action to you, but you are ultimately the one who decides what you are going to do about it. Let yourself be surprised. See who shows up. Your guide can be a man, a woman, a child, an animal, a natural object, a mythical, mystical object or animal. Whatever presents itself is authentic and true. Don't judge yourself. Now look at that entranceway to your special place, whether it's a path doorway or a hallway, notice that someone or something is moving along that entrance. Here they come, closer, gently, easily, safely. You're still not sure what's happening with them. A sense of anticipation comes over you. Wait with excitement as your guide gently, easily moves towards you. Your guide is now close enough for you to see some details. What are you noticing? Is it a man? a woman? Is it a child? Is it an animal? Is it something unexpected but truly magical? Is it someone you know? Or is it someone that is new to you? Be open to the possibilities and allow yourself to notice some details. Reach your guide. Notice how you're feeling in their presence. Introduce yourself if you feel called to. Allow your guide to tell you about themselves. If you feel like you'd like to, ask your guide if you can either shake their hand or gently touch them if it's an animal. Be gentle with yourself. Be open to the responses. Enjoy this experience. Ask your guide to tell you why they are with you. Why did they choose to guide you? information are they here to bring you your guide how they guide you. Is it through dreams? Is it through nudges? Is it through heard conversations? You can ask them to share with you in a way that you can know when the thoughts or feelings or nudges are actually coming from them. You can ask them for an energy signature for that. Perhaps an energy amplify, a boost, a feeling so that you know they're there and guiding you. Now, ask your guide any question that you've been pondering or a situation you've been concerned about. Take a few moments to chat with them and ask for their help. You can ask your guide to give you new ideas or help you with choices or decision-making. Remember to let yourself be surprised by the answers you receive. Your guide may not always tell you what you want or expect to hear. That's why it's guidance. They have no authority over you. They're guiding you, but it's up to you To interpret, to listen, to trust, to understand. That's your job. Ask your guide, again, how you will know they are around. Just to strengthen that connection. Now... Let's go ahead and thank your guide for meeting with you. Allow them to walk off and you be in your special personal place soaking in the energy of the experience you just had Take this experience into your conscious outer awake life, knowing that you are loved, knowing that you are protected, knowing that you are connected. Feeling this experience in every cell of your being, knowing that it's authentic, knowing that you are supported and valued, and that you are loved unconditionally by this spirit guide. I'm going to count up to five. And we're going to come back out of this experience. One, with a deep, big cleansing breath in as you begin to come up and out. Two, realizing a sense of your room. Three, a wonderful sense of well-being. Feeling connected, feeling safe, feeling secure, feeling loved. Four, more alert and awake. And now five, eyes open, wide awake, and say your first name out loud. Eyes open, wide awake, say your first name out loud. Nice. Did your spirit guide surprise you? You can come back to this meditation you so choose you can share it with people if you so choose i love the spirit guide thing from someone who's been connected her whole life and knowingly connected it's a energy that's indescribable so with that i'm going to send you all a big hug and a blessing for the week a blessing for always not just for this week um I'm um, encouraging you to go to the energy clearing poll. I, bo- I don't remember. The whole spirit guide thing makes my energy giddy. So I'm going to go leverage that and get some stuff done now. So sending you a hug and um, best wishes. And um, enjoy your spirit guide experiences. Bye-bye.